anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 thanks for joining us today this is the hour of intercession i'm pastor joseph parker we invite you to look with us in the word of god in the gospel of john john chapter 14 beginning at verse 15 If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the words that you hear, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I've spoken to you while I am with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I, and now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. Again, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 31. Thank you once again, Father, for your powerful word. Thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit who permeates your word. And thank you for the grace that flows into our lives as we yield to your precious, powerful word and to your precious and powerful Holy Spirit. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace, empower us to be believers who live a lifestyle of yielding to your word and your spirit continually. Fill us anew with your spirit, your spirit of love, your spirit of grace, your spirit of joy, your spirit of peace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for eternal life. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 
Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Isaac Jackson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for these moments, and thank you so much for everything you've given us. Thank you for being an example. Thank you for being the perfect example of love. And thank you so much for empowering us through your Holy Spirit to walk as you walked. Father, uh, we, we have nothing without you. We only have what you've given us. And it's such an honor to, to be loved by you. Uh, Father, I ask that you'd speak through Pastor Joseph this morning, that um, you would move powerfully through him, and that people would get to know you more. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Once again, I want to remind you, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And uh, if you'd like to email us to get copies of the articles that we share, we're glad to share them. In fact, that's part of our goal is uh, to help put these resources in your possession so you can use them in your own walk with the Lord so that you can use them also as tools to help disciple your own family. But our hope is that you will, on a consistent basis, be forwarding these on to, to saved and unsaved individuals, family members, co-workers, fellow church members, and any and all the individuals the Lord puts on your heart to share them with. And remember, it's very easy to email them and forward them. So please take advantage of this wonderful opportunity, this wonderful tool that's meant to help build the kingdom of God called the Internet. So please do forward, take the time to forward them and share them far and wide with others as the Holy Spirit leads and directs you to do so. Today we're looking specifically at the topic, the Holy Spirit and the call to full-time ministry. Again, I want you to think on that topic for just a few moments, the Holy Spirit and the call to full-time ministry. Now, before you as an individual think to yourself, well, I'm not a pastor or a preacher, I'm not a missionary, so that excludes me. Well, actually, if you're a believer, you and I, all of us, whether we fully grasp that or not, we're called to full-time ministry. So the fact is no believer in all the world would be, would be excluded from see, seeing this truth as an important one to grasp. Every believer is called to full-time ministry. And as we look at the topic, we'll further explain that. What does that mean that we're called to full-time ministry? Well, I'm going to share with you further in just a few moments about that, but I want you to Accept the fact that, yes, if you're a believer, God has called you to full-time ministry. Let me share with you some truths to help, help you better comprehend what we're talking about. Remember this, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. The Trinity is made up of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a number of names, and all of his names are important. All of his names are significant. And all of the Holy Spirit's names are important because they help us better understand a part of who he is and what he's come to do. Again, some of the names of the Holy Spirit, and again, we'll, we'll touch on them further, but he's called the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, the Helper, the Encourager, the Counselor, the Hand of God, the Breath of God. Those are just some of the names of the Holy Spirit. But keep in mind, every name of the Holy Spirit is an important one. Every name of the Holy Spirit is actually a wonderful and a powerful Bible study topic to, to delve into. And remember, it's not just a nice topic to learn about. There's a lot that the Holy Spirit can teach us about His work that is very edifying, very encouraging, and will stir us to be more effective instruments in the hands of God as we learn to live a lifestyle of yielding to the Holy Spirit. So never think any name of the Holy Spirit 
is just a nice thing to know, a nice little bit of in, tidbit of information. No, it's very, very practical. For example, one of the Holy Spirit's names is he's the breath of God. God breathed into Adam the breath of life. He's, the Holy Spirit is the breath of God. When you're reading the Word of God, you're breathing in the breath of God. And the breath of God refreshes us, it nourishes us, it strengthens us, it encourages us, it does many, many things. And we're wise to breathe the Word of God. We're breathing in the breath of God as we read and meditate on God's Word. So keep in mind, again, every name of the Holy Spirit is an important one to grasp. Also keep this in mind. The Holy Spirit is all about ministry all the time. He's The Holy Spirit's doing ministry every day, 24 hours a day. What is ministry? Ministry is simply doing the will of God. So in other words, the Holy Spirit seeks to do the will of God everywhere, all the time. Again, one of the names of the Holy Spirit that we just read in John chapter 14, one of his names is the helper. What does he help us do? He helps us listen to God and to obey him. He helps us to carry out the work and the will of God. He helps us to fulfill the call and the callings of God upon our lives. So as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, our job is to live a lifestyle of yielding to the Holy Spirit all the time. Well, what does that look like in the life of a believer to yield to the Holy Spirit all the time? Well, let's explore that. Let's talk it about. Let's talk about it. We as disciples, we're to be evangelism-minded every day. How can we do that? We yield to the Holy Spirit. The Great Commission tells us to go into all the world and make disciples. Well, as we yield to the Holy Spirit, first, we're wise to acknowledge what the Word of God tells us. And remember, amongst other things, the Word, remember, the Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. And when Jesus is speaking to you, the Holy Spirit's speaking to you as well. Well, in Matthew 28, we're told the Great Commission, go into all the world and make disciples. Well, making disciples involves evangelism and discipleship. So the Holy Spirit can help us to be evangelism and discipleship-minded every single day. Uh, we as followers of Christ are called to walk in love all the time. The Bible lets us know God is love. That, And part of what that means is if God is love, then Jesus is love and the Holy Spirit is love. And the Holy Spirit... As we yield to him, he teaches us how to love people. He teaches us how to love people who are easy to love. And he teaches us how to people he teaches us how to love people who aren't so easy to love. But remember, he is love. He doesn't have to try to be loving. The Holy Spirit is love and he empowers us to walk that as as we live a lifestyle of yielding to him continually. So, it's important that we grow in our understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and what he comes to do. Again, one of his names is the helper. He's here to help us follow God, to help us to do things God's way, to help us to think and act like God. Amongst other things, the Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God as well. So every title, every name of the Holy Spirit is an important one. It easily can be a topic that we are wise to study and spend time meditating and thinking on. Uh, I want you to consider a few passages of Scripture that touch on the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it tells us, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Well, of course, in that verse, the Holy Spirit is the breath of life or the breath of God. Here in First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, it tells us, Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, 
and that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that I might not so that I might not bring excuse me so that it might not bring me pain and God granted what he asked again that's first chronicles chapter 4 verses 9 and 10 now where is the holy spirit in those two verses first chronicles chapter 4 verses 9 and 10 well the holy spirit the phrase the holy spirit is not mentioned but it mentions specifically one of his requests was that your hand might be with me the hand of god is the holy spirit so one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the hand of God. And God does whatever he does by his hand, by his Holy Spirit. Then in John chapter 14, verse 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Again, here in this verse, the Holy Spirit has is mentioned in two capacities by two titles. He's the Helper and the Holy Spirit. And so he helps us remember, how, what does he help us to do? He helps us to follow God. He helps us to obey God. He helps us to discern and carry out the call of God upon our lives. So he's going to help us in these regards. He's the helper. He is the Holy Spirit. And then the final passage we'll look at briefly, Acts 2, verse, Acts 2 um, starting at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire, appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Here in this these few verses, the Holy Spirit's referred to as the Holy Spirit, but also he's characterized as being tongues of fire. And also he is characterized by empowering the believers to speak in other tongues as well. So the Holy Spirit's working mightily throughout this brief passage. Again, that was Acts chapter 2, uh, starting at verse 1. Thank you again, Father, for the wonderful ministry of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for every believer listening. Lord, help us all this day to grow tremendously in our understanding of how to live a lifestyle cooperating with the Holy Spirit, yielding to the Holy Spirit and following Him, listening to Him and obeying Him. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercessions. We're looking at the topic, the Holy Spirit and the call to full-time ministry. We'll be right back.
on forever. Roll a crescendo, goodbye limbo. Like a new day dawning, show me the window, the window where I can see it's you. Then everything else just falls in line. You, you will always hold this heart of mine. It's you. The music of Toby Mac with It's You. Thanks for listening to the. Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, the Holy Spirit and the call to full-time ministry. And a part of uh, that which we're encouraging every listener to comprehend is this, that every believer is called to full-time ministry. In other words, ministry is everywhere. God has work to do in every context, and our job is to listen to the Holy Spirit to know what to do wherever we might be. Sometimes it might be a word of encouragement to someone. It, sometimes it may be giving a gospel tract to someone else. Another person it may be, hey, how can I pray for you today? For another person it may be, hey, are you reading your Bible every day? For another person it may be, the Holy Spirit may tell you, uh, give that person $20. You know, listening to the Holy Spirit and doing what he says. That's a big part of it. I want to share with you now an article. And once again, it's an article that we encourage you to email us to get a copy of, if you'd like to, the, again, my email, joseph at afr.net. The title of this article is The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Again, John chapter 14, verse 26. Then Acts 2, 1 to 4. On the day of Pentecost... When the, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, Acts 2, 1 to 4. And then Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Again, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, the church is commanded, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The three persons of the Godhead, the Trinity, are God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, and he is very present and at work throughout the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, the Holy Spirit is active and involved. The Holy Spirit has several unique and very interesting names and or titles. Some of them are the Holy Ghost, the Helper, the Comforter, the Counselor, the Hand of God, the Breath of God. The Holy Spirit is a fire. He is a river. He's the anointing. He's the kingdom of God. He is the blessing. He is grace, and the list could go on and on. Every name or title of the Holy Spirit has great insight and meaning behind it, and believers could easily do a whole Bible study on each name or title of the Holy Spirit. We're very wise to consider and meditate on the titles and names of the Holy Spirit. Let's consider two of his titles. The Holy Spirit is the Comforter. John chapter 14, verse 26 tells us, But the Comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. 
Why do we need a comforter? One reason that we need a comforter is because so often life can hurt. Life can bring pain, pressure, and difficulty. Life can sting and burn. Sadly, often people look for ways to alleviate the pain of life in many of the wrong places. Too many try to soothe their pain with alcohol, drugs, and wrong relationships. Sometimes people indulge in unhealthy lifestyles just to try to numb the pains of life. The blessed Holy Spirit can comfort us in ways that no one or nothing else can. When a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, the source of all comfort, enters their heart and life. And with the Holy Spirit comes peace, joy, wisdom, and encouragement, to name just a few of the blessings. Now, very often we believers must allow ourselves to be stirred by the Holy Spirit inside of us to sense His presence, yet He's always there. We can be stirred by the Holy Spirit as we read the Word of God on a daily basis. We can stir and moved by the Holy Spirit by praising and worshiping the Lord and by expressing thanks and gratitude to Him. We can receive and sense His comfort and encouragement that only He can give through these means. The Holy Spirit is a fire. In Exodus chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Exodus 3, verses 2 to 3. Then Exodus 13, 21 and the, Lord went bef- and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. Exodus thirteen twenty one. Then Acts 2, verses 2 to 4, once again. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Again, Acts 2, 2 to 4. The Holy Spirit, who is the presence of God, is a fire. He's a supernatural fire. In the natural, fire burns and consumes things. Yet the fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume, but gives life, grace, and light to that which it lights upon. In Exodus chapter 3, the burning bush was not consumed, but it had the light of God on it, and it stood out and pointed Moses and the world to God. The Holy Spirit within the heart of a believer does the same thing. The fire of the Holy Spirit does not consume us, but it burns within us in a way that causes the world to be pointed to Christ through us and our lives. When the fire of the Holy Spirit is burning brightly within us, He gets the attention of the world and points the world to the Savior who lives on the inside of us. Our job is to live in such a way that the fire of the Holy Spirit within us is allowed to burn brightly. And this can happen daily through our lives as we live to continually, quote-unquote, add fuel to the fire. Well, how do we do that? How do we add fuel on the fire of the Holy Spirit burning inside of us? Our life of faithful obedience to Christ And our intimate walk with Him determines how bright the fire of the Holy Spirit burns within each one of us. Obedience to the Word of God can cause the fire of the Holy Spirit to become a bonfire within us. And so, 
it's important that we're called to be a people that are hearing God's Word and obeying God's Word. Again, the title of the article, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Thank you, Lord, again for the wonderful ministry of your Holy Spirit. And thank you for the opportunity to live a lifestyle of yielding to your powerful and blessed Holy Spirit. Father, fill us anew with your Holy Spirit today in the name of Jesus and empower us more and more faithfully to every day live a life where we fully yield to him in every way for your glory and use us more and more mightily and more fully with every passing day. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, keep in mind one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why we're called to live a lifestyle of yielding to the Holy Spirit is because remember, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then he lives on the inside of you. And again, as we alluded to, uh, he is a fire at work in us, but how big and bright the fire of the Holy Spirit burns inside of us, well, the ball is in our court. If we walk closely with God, if we live a life full of prayer, a life where we're continually reading and meditating on the Word of God as a lifestyle, as we live a life of obedience to God, that causes the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter in our lives. We're called to obedience. We're called to ministry because there's so many needs in the world. The greatest need of every human being is to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. And again, keep in mind, a huge priority that should be clear in the heart of every believer is that we're all to be evangelism and discipleship-minded. God wants us to live so that daily we're about the work, amongst other things, we're daily about the work of evangelism and discipleship as a lifestyle. Should we carry gospel tracts wherever we go? I, we're wise to do that because the fact is in any context, in any situation, the Lord may very well, the Holy Spirit may very well want you to, to give that gospel tract to someone, maybe at the drive through window, maybe in the grocery store, or, or maybe to go next door to your next door neighbor and give them a gospel tract but also sharing your testimony, sharing how God has answered prayer, how God has blessed you in your life, things God has done in your life, giving away your testimony. Remember, every believer has a powerful testimony, whether you think it's powerful or not. Remember, one of the reasons why it is powerful is because the Holy Spirit empowers it. Sharing our testimony often to point people to Christ, to tell of things God is doing in and through our lives, how important that is. So every day is a day to be yielded to your Holy Spirit. And it's so important that we live a lifestyle just to do exactly that, to yield to the Holy Spirit. Father, more and more, empower us to be believers that are wise enough and that are learning more and more fully how to faithfully and effectively yield to your Holy Spirit, listening to Him. Help us more and more to live a lifestyle of listening to Him, obeying Him, and following Him. Thank you for the opportunity to do just that. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking today at the topic, the Holy Spirit and the call to full-time ministry. And uh, I have another article I want to share, one we've shared before, but it's about evangelism. And I want you to keep in mind, you know, very often believers are, uh, some believers grasp the fact that all of us should be involved in the great work of, dis uh, of discipleship, which involves evangelism and discipleship. Uh, but then 
Some believers don't quite grasp that. In fact, sometimes some of our some believers that are listening right now may think to themselves, you know, I've never led anybody to Christ. I've never given away a gospel tract. I've never shared my testimony in order to invite someone to give their life to Christ. Well, you know, let me say to every listener, that needs to change. Because again, all of us have an important part to play in the great work, the great calling of the church to be involved in evangelism and discipleship. And remember this, we shouldn't see it as a big burden or just a huge responsibility. It is a great responsibility, but it's a, it's a huge privilege. It's a huge opportunity. It's a gracious thing on God's part to allow us to be involved in the wonderful work of helping to invite people off the road to hell, on the road to heaven. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have daily to live a lifestyle of evangelism and discipleship. Father, anoint us all afresh with the Spirit that would cause us to be on fire to be about this work and excited about this work. Give us boldness to be the bold witnesses you would have us to be. Help us to know, Lord, that we do live in a world where so many people are dying and going to a tragic and terrible place called hell. Help us more and more to walk in your love and your compassion, to live in such a way that our, our, the longing of our heart is to help people every day to be drawn off that road to hell, on the road to heaven. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, uh, and just to, on the other side of the break, we'll be sharing uh, another article entitled, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. And again, I want to say too, again, if you'd like to get a copy of it, remember the article itself, yes, is in fact it's a discipleship track. It's an evangelism and discipleship track, and I would encourage every listener to get a copy because it's a good tool to use as you make you know, hard copies of it, but also it's a great tool to forward to uh, others as the Lord leads and directs you to. And remember this, one of the most, one of the, one of if not the greatest tragedy of life is when a person dies without Christ. What a tragedy to think that someone is now descending into an eternity of punishment and torture because they rejected Christ. And they didn't have to. Remember, Jesus died for the sins of all mankind. No human being had to go to hell. Every person has the opportunity to receive the wonderful gift of salvation that Christ provided for us. Our job is to simply yield to that and invite him to come in to be the Lord and Savior of our life. And Jesus will gladly do that. May every believer listening today grow in our understanding of the need for us to have a great, great, great compassion for the unsaved. We, a, a compassion so that when we look at people, we don't see them in a negative light, but we see them as one more person. Jesus died on the cross for whose sins he uh, died on the cross to pay for and he wants them in heaven with him let's be about that work you're listening to the hour of intercession as we're today we're looking at the topic the holy spirit and the call to full-time ministry we'll be right back Watch them disappear in your presence. 
Amanda Lindsay Cook with Still. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker, and we appreciate you listening in. Today we're looking at the topic, the Holy Spirit and the call to full-time ministry. And uh, our producer, Isaac Jackson, he's going to share some insights at this point. And we'll be back in just a few moments. Yeah, so um, talking about the Holy Spirit and the call to full-time ministry, uh, we've talked several times about the Holy Spirit moving in the miraculous, and um, I, I think that there's something deeper that we can find right here. So, like, the Bible says that right now we see dimly, and that in heaven we'll, we'll see clearly and fully the character of God. Um, and the Holy Spirit is the master at showing us God's character. He is mm-hmm. the master at revealing to us what we need to see and what we need to know. And so, uh, right now, even now, like, while we're here waiting, we can see some uh, glimpses of God's perfection. We can't see it fully, then we couldn't have faith. But uh, right now we can see see in part uh, God's love, how he saved us, how he loves us, how he's calling us into unity with him. And so Jesus confirms this by saying, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's saying that God's kingdom can be done here, even now while we're here in this broken world, uh, waiting for the second coming. Um for him to return. And so uh, he shows us glimpses of what we can hope for. And this, again, is confirmed in Acts, like we've just been reading. Um, that when they the tongues of fire fall, then they go out and they're preaching the gospel. And suddenly everybody's hearing the gospel spoken in their own languages. Right there, we're seeing God in uh, Genesis in the, at the Tower of Babel. It is Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the Tower of Babel. Uh, he splits them apart into speaking different languages into different people groups. And then right here, we find that everybody is now uh, hearing their own languages. So God is now uh, basically breaking the laws of nature for the law of love. And he's showing people like, hey, I am the master at revealing what you need to know about me. I am the master at revealing love. And I'm used, like, you get to walk as my hands and feet now. Uh, And so he there them the disciples in partnership with the holy spirit working in ministry work to reveal just a glimpse just in part so that man can have faith uh, that god is love and shows them like hey this is who jesus really is Mm. and you know isaac that um powerfully touches on such an important truth that men when they try to be unified in doing darkness again it it leads to no good it's not good for anyone, whereas uh, when Jesus uh, pours out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, it's the Holy Spirit that brings real unity, 
that blesses mankind as well, you know. And so, again, uh, uh, just uh, touching on what you just shared again, uh, in, in some wonderful ways, uh, you could say, I think the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost is like the the opposite of what happened at the Tower of Babel. So thank you yeah. again for sharing that. Praise God. Amen. We're going to take time now to share a letter as we continue to look at the topic. Again, our topic for today, the Holy Spirit and the call to full-time ministry. Remember this, the work, the great work of evangelism and discipleship is critically important because, again, every human being, your biggest need is to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the single biggest need of any human being. And so this uh, article, again, the title, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell, it is an evangelism and discipleship tool. So please email us at joseph at afr.net if you'd like to get a copy. <clears throat> Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Again, 2 Timothy 4, verse 5, chapter 4, verse 5. Then Luke chapter 16, verses 27 to 28. Then the rich man said, Please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home, for I have five brothers, and I want him to warn them so they won't end up in this place of torment. Again, Luke 16, 27 through 28. The following are two letters sent as if these two young men had the unique opportunity to send a letter back to their living parents after their lives ended on earth. Dear Dad and Mom, it's me, Jack, and I just wanted to share my experience after life ended on earth for me. After I took my last breath, lying on that hospital bed, I felt myself rise up. I saw you both as you started to cry. I wanted so much to comfort you and tell you that all of a sudden I didn't hurt anymore. I wanted to let you know that I that I felt fine. But as I stood up, I noticed that my body was still lying in the bed, not moving. But I felt great. I was completely healed and well. All of a sudden, two very tall, beautiful angels walked into the room. Each one took me by the arm and whisked me away. We went right through the roof of the hospital, flew at an extremely fast speed into space and into and through space. And very quickly we passed through the gates of heaven. Dad and mom, I wish you both could see this place. It's so beautiful. I don't have words to describe how beautiful heaven really is. Everything is so bright and pretty. The streets really are made out of pure gold. The houses and other buildings are stunning to look at. And everyone here is so happy. The whole place is awesome, bright, and glorious. Then, very soon, my escorting angels told me, He's coming. As I looked, there walking up to me was Jesus. Oh, he was so gloriously beautiful and wonderful to see. He came up and gave me a big embrace. It felt like I was covered with love and grace. I'm so thankful to the Lord for saving me. I'm thankful that I committed my life to the Lord and served Him when I was alive. Praise God. Suddenly, I thought to myself, I wish I had told many more people about Jesus and how to be saved. I wouldn't want anyone to miss Him or miss living in this wonderful place called heaven. Love in Christ, Jack. In the next letter. Dear Dad and Mom, 
It's me, Reg. I wanted to let you know about what happened after life came to an end for me on Earth. After I stopped breathing, I apparently left my body. I tried to talk to the two of you, but you couldn't hear anything I was saying to you. I looked at my bed and saw my lifeless body, although I was standing right beside you both. Then, all of a sudden, two of the most horrible-looking creatures I've ever seen walked through the walls of the room. They were demons. They quickly walked up to me before I could yell and grab me. I yelled and asked you both to please help me. Help me get away from these horrible creatures, but you couldn't hear me at all. They dragged me as I was kicking and screaming at them to let me go, but they wouldn't. They said, come with us. You belong to us now. And then a large hole appeared out of nowhere in the floor, and they dragged me down into it. I cried out, screamed and yelled as loud as I could, let me go. And they just laughed at me and kept pulling me down the hole, down, down. The hole was a dark tunnel, dark, so dark. They kept pulling me down, pulling me down. The deeper we went, the hotter it became. Finally, we reached the bottom. I felt like I was being scalded all over my body. I was burning on every inch of my being. The demons grabbed my wrist and clamped chains on them. Then they threw me into some kind of cell. It was so hot, and the whole place smelled awful, a stench much worse than I had ever smelled. I was in unbearable pain and agony from the extreme heat and pain all over my body. I said, please, I don't want to be here. Let me out. The two demons laughed at me and walked away. In the midst of my agony and pain, I looked through the door of my cell and saw many more prison-like cells uh, almost just like mine as far as my eyes could see. And I could hear what seemed like thousands of moans and groans and cries of men and women in agony and despair. Their groans and cries poured from all the cells. I'm no longer an atheist, Dad and Mom. Though I was an atheist most of my adult life on earth, I now believe in God. I believe in God and heaven and hell and all those things preachers used to talk about in church and on TV. I used to make fun of preachers and laugh at them and call them ignorant fools. Now I realize they were right, every one of them as they preached the Bible. And I wish now that I had just one more day to be alive, one more day to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. If I only had one more day, I would listen to the gospel and run to give my life to Christ. But for me, it's just too late. Dad and Mom, please tell all my brothers and sisters and cousins and others, tell all my friends, give your lives to Jesus Christ today. Don't wait another day. This place is so terrible. It's just so awful. Don't tell them, don't come here. Get saved. Don't make the mistake I made. Give your life to Christ today. Don't come down here. Your son, Reg. And again, the title of the article is A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. And at the end of the article, it does have the salvation prayer. And so I want to invite you once again, if you'd like to get a copy of the article. Remember, it's a tool. It's an evangelism and discipleship tool. Please email us. My email again is joseph at afr.net. 
Again, that's joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to get a copy of it, we're glad to share it with you and our encouragement to you. If you're listening and you want to give your life to Christ, we want to invite you to pray with us today and invite Christ to come into your heart to become the Lord and Savior of your life. But if you're already saved and want to get a copy in order to use it as an evangelism and discipleship tool, please, please, please email us because it is a tool to help you do just that effectively be involved in the work of discipleship. Again, that email, uh, joseph at afr.net. But if you are listening today and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a good day to get saved. Remember this, that in all of life, as long as you're alive, you have the opportunity to ask Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life and be saved. Just as the storyline of that article portrayed, if someone knows Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they're on their way to the wonderful place called heaven. But sadly, if a person has never committed their heart and their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, they're on on their way to a terrible place called hell for all eternity. Eternity is a long time. And eternity is a long time to be wrong. Be sure that you give your life to Christ. If you'd like to make that step, would you right now take time to pray with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I have sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word, you told us, Whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very, very much wanting to be in touch with you. My email, once again, joseph at afr. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and information that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're very much wanting to connect with you. Please email us again, joseph at afr.net. And once again, also, if you'd like to get copies of either of the articles that we shared, the first article is entitled, The Wonderful Ministry of the Holy Spirit. And the second article, A Letter from Heaven, A Letter from Hell. If you'd like one or both, simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net, and we'll be glad to get one or both of them to you. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.